We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Beamish and Finley, 1230 on, I think it's Wednesday, right? Wednesday, March 8th. Hump day. You know why I know it's Wednesday, Landville? Because it's also Ben's day. That's right. We're going to get to the BetQL guest line. Welcome in our friend Ben White. Chief Economic Correspondent for Politico and arguably the world's biggest Commanders fan. Ben, what's up, man? Thanks for making some time for us. Hope day, yeah. I love that ad. <laughs> That's a good one. one. Yeah. Any of them that um, stick with you are good. Yeah, exactly. And a big camel walking through the office trying to get people to say what day it is, hump day. That's pretty darn good as far as advertising goes. I'm well. How are you guys? I'm uh, good, man. We're doing well, man. So I, I'm curious – I know that your world is crazy in the economic world, and we're going to get to that, but I always like to start with the commander sides of things for you. Um, how much did you notice kind of the quarterback news from yesterday that Daniel Jones more or less got a two-year deal at $40 million a pop while Lamar Jackson got a non-exclusive franchise tag? <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty remarkable given uh, the talent difference between those two. I mean, Daniel Jones obviously – Kind of came around a little bit for the Giants. They made a playoff run and, and won a game and all that. Um, but, you know, very recently, uh, big questions around whether he was the guy Giants going forward still are, uh, for that matter. And Lamar Jackson is a kind of uh, generational talent. Um, obviously had some problems in Baltimore over his contract and not being happy and, and hasn't been where he was. But uh, he, of the two, is uh, by far the more dominant uh, talent who can change the game and win games on his own. Uh, Daniel Jones can do a little of that. He's you know, a decent runner, but he ain't no Lamar Jackson. No, <laughs> not at all. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> I, I asked this kind of via Twitter earlier, and we asked this on our 58 Foundations poll question the the holdup with the Lamar stuff, I don't believe it's that you'd have to give up two first-round picks. I don't believe it's that he's missed 10 games in the last two seasons. Yeah. I believe it's that he wants a fully guaranteed contract. I don't think the commanders are going to be in any position to do that. But if you yeah. look at the last few years in Washington, they've talked about big swings at quarterback. They've talked about Matt Stafford. They've talked about Russ Wilson. They've gotten, yeah. respectively, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Carson Wentz. Okay. Do you want... And do you expect the commanders to make a run at Lamar Jackson? I don't. I mean, you know, I'm of two minds on this, as I often am with the commanders. Do I love the idea of Lamar uh, Jackson in Burgundy and gold uh, moving up and down that field and and confusing defenses and making outstanding plays and and winning games? Yeah, I love that idea. Uh, Do I think that they'll be able to give him what he's asking for, particularly at this time of – Ownership and coaching uncertainty. I, I don't. Uh, I don't see them as a big player unless you know Snyder wants to go out with some blaze of, of glory and sign some kind of deal uh, with him. I, I just I don't see it happening. I think he winds up somewhere else, and it's a similar deal with Stafford and, and Russell Wilson. We're always the uh, bridesmaids, never the bride. You know, we wind up with the uh, you know the best man of the second best man, or whoever else is up there at the altar. You know, like uh, Fitzpatrick or a Wentz, and uh, they come in and they're do exactly what you kind of expect, which is not much. Um, so 
ideally, you know, in, in my fantasy world, yes, Lamar Jackson, uh, eight days to Sunday. In reality, it's very hard for me to see Washington being uh, the team where he lands. I mean, I just, I don't know, maybe you feel differently, but it, it seems like everything's stacked against it. I, I Listen, I believe this. I think the Ravens right now are doing exactly what they need to do. Uh, they put in the franchise tag on him. They put the non-exclusive. Other teams are going to have a chance to talk to him. They're going to negotiate for the Ravens. Now, yeah. one team might just be clever enough to put a poison pill in there to where they can't come back and say, we're going to sign this thing. The, the right. One thing with the poison pill stuff, now, are lawyers creative people that can always come up with new stuff? Yes, but that, I, I read about this during the last break. I meant to tell you this. The PA yeah. and the league agreed that those have by and lo- the previous formats of them have all been outlawed. You're not allowed That's to do that That's the previous formats. Anymore. They got new formats. Believe yeah, me. They haven't seen them yet. They haven't existed <laughs> They're yet. They're coming. Yeah, if it's possible, lawyers will dream it up. Um, you know, I, I don't know, like, what is the buzz in D.C. about uh, Jackson? Like, are people It's fired not up? happening. <laughs> people no. want him, but I don't think that's – I don't yeah. think it's happening. I just think that this sale is going to hinder this team from doing a lot of what the fans would like to see. Yeah. You know what I would like? I'd like to be 28 with awesome apps, but that's not going to happen. So, um, <laughs> you too? Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I'd love Lamar Jackson. I, I also, I don't know, you know, what's personally going on between him and the Ravens, but it, it does not seem like a happy situation. Uh, he doesn't seem happy there at all. So, you know, can they come up with something that, that keeps him? Uh, I, I don't know. You know, it seems like he wants out, but maybe if they come around on guaranteeing more of it, you know, it's hard to guarantee these NFL contracts, how big they are and how much these guys get hurt and uh, the short life of any career. So asking for fully guaranteed is a big ask. It's interesting because you, there's only been two guys to really get it so far, Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins. And of all the people that should get it, Deshaun Watson and Kirk Cousins are never the names that come to the top. If you told me Mahomes was able to do it and maybe Peyton Manning was able to do it and Jerry Rice in 1988 or something, sure. But it, it is one of the weirdest kind of wrinkles in, in pro football. Yeah, the only thing fully guaranteed about Kirk Cousins is that he's going to fail in the clutch. That's the only guarantee. <laughs> That's a good line. And and with that, we will leave the NFL and uh, shift to to maybe your your more natural area of expertise. That I don't know is, about that. <laughs> I think I think so. Yeah, talking with our friend Ben White from Politico, chief economic correspondent. Um, I I don't know what's happening, but it seems like a lot of things are really unsettled. I'd like to ask you a specific Amazon question, but let's just start with kind of where things are now economically in the country. Yeah, it's real hard to uh, figure out exactly. I think we talked about that this last week. Everyone got excited by great numbers in January on job creation, consumer spending, manufacturing. Those were all inflated a bit by how weirdly warm January was. So there's more activity than normal and other technical factors um, when they collected data. So now we're starting to see that reverse a bit with the February numbers not looking as good, looking more like uh, teetering on the edge of recession. And we'll know a good deal more Friday. The employment report for uh, the month of February comes out Friday and probably will show a pretty big drop-off. We had 500,000 new jobs January, which was a giant number. It's probably going to be more like 200. If it's well below that, um, people will start to freak out. But the slowdown is really happening. And, and the problem is the Fed, Jay Powell, the Fed chair, and the Federal Reserve are operating off of all of the hot January data, not talking about even more 
interest rate increases, which could slow the economy further and uh, send us into recession. So I think the big picture is we got too excited, uh, like one might, over a couple of wins by the commanders, uh, thinking everything's hunky-dory, and then, you know, you come back to earth with a couple of games, uh, you know, to stretch the metaphor, you come back to earth with a couple of not-so-great economic reports, and you are where we are, which is the economy is not terrible. There's still jobs available. Wages are still rising, but inflation is still a big problem, not going down the way that we would like it to, uh, and that means more rate increases, which means the economy is, is at risk of uh, recession. So that's kind of where we are. Back to where we were pre-January, you know, inflated data. So What's the commanders to get us away from all this crap. Yeah, <laughs> the commanders can win three in a row in November, but you got to win NFC East games in December. Exactly, and and this economy is like not quite at that point yet, where it's like uh, uh, making a run for glory. Like I do think there's still the chance that the Fed can bump up rates a couple more times, get headline inflation down closer to four or three percent, where it's kind of safe uh, and people don't feel squeezed all the time, and we don't crash into recession. Like that outcome is possible. Uh, but it's not super likely if inflation stays at like six, seven percent where it is now, which is way too high, and the Fed has to go hard on interest rates to slow the economy, then then we get recession. So I don't have an answer to how that plays out, but I can tell you that, you know, we probably got overexcited in January. We're now back to uh, a softish economy with a good labor market, but too high inflation and a Fed looking to stomp it down. So um, less rosy, but, I, you know, I wouldn't jump out any windows yet. All right. Well, don't jump out of any windows, I mean, Landfill. I would recommend, but not necessarily about the economy. So I, I want to ask you some specific Amazon questions, I guess. Okay. Talking with our friend Ben White. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Morning Money Ben, chief economic correspondent for Politico. See him on CNBC all the time. Um, so I read this article. Obviously, there's a, a ton of excitement, intrigue, speculation that Jeff Bezos could be a possible yeah. you know, buyer of the commanders. And right. I, it's always dangerous when I read something, but apparently Amazon is slated for 18,000 layoffs. And yeah. more interestingly to me, and that's a shame, but they've paused construction of their HQ2 facilities in Arlington. Yep. Bezos has all the money in the world. I, I'm not acting like he couldn't right. afford a football team now. But yeah. how much does the downturn, particularly in the – tech sector impact a dude like Bezos? Yeah, not not that much. I mean, you're absolutely right on Bezos that uh, it wouldn't impact his ability to buy a five to six billion dollar uh, franchise, NFL franchise. He could you know, do that with what's in his couch cushions probably at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it Amazon, like a lot of uh, big retailing tech players hired up big time during COVID because we all ordered everything from Amazon and, and we still do, but just not as much as we did uh, during that period. And overall retail sales are starting to flag a little bit. Um, I think I remember when Amazon announced that 18,000 uh, layoff, it was at a period where a lot of tech companies were do that. Some of them have backtracked now that it looks less likely that we're getting recession. Uh, and I don't know how many of that 18,000 they'll actually execute on. But, yeah, slowing down or stopping um, you know, the HQ thing there and other projects is an indication that they realize recession is possible and that they need to cut expenses. And the biggest expense that any company has is employees. Uh, so that's, you know, when you see layoffs. But so far, broadly, in the economy, they've been very limited 
Uh, a lot of companies looking to just hold on to workers they have, uh, not necessarily execute layoff plans. Uh, but Amazon, Netflix, others restructuring a bit post-pandemic uh, and, you know, drying up in some consumer spending. But it, I really think it has no relevance to Bezos and the commanders. Uh, he can do that. And Amazon's not in any trouble. They just, like many companies, went on a hiring blitz and now maybe resizing a little bit. But they're going to be fine. Bezos is going to be fine. And if he wanted to uh, walk in and drop a stack of cash right now on, on the commanders, he could do it. Mm-hmm. Last one, and, and you Quickly. you often deal with the intersection of money and politics, right? Yeah. When Amazon was oh. going to build HQ2, they got all these great proposals from all these cities all over the country. Right. And Virginia and Arlington, I don't know who, who, what all government entities were included, if it was county, state, whatever. Yeah. I'm guessing they all were, made all these concessions to get that business. Now that it's on pause... Would it be a great time to be going back to the state or the counties and asking for help with the stadium or anything else? Like, what does it do to a political relationship when you pause something like this? Uh, It ain't helpful uh, at all. Uh, Obviously, a lot of politicians uh, in the area staked a lot on creating these jobs or having these jobs created that Amazon would bring and competed hard. And, And I don't know the specifics of what concessions were made or what was given up, but once you've done that and celebrated it and you know had a ribbon cutting press conference, the last thing you want is the builder, the owner, the company to to back out. You know, make you look stupid and foolish, and you have to go to voters and you know explain what the heck happened. So, it, not helpful uh, at all. If he needs and he will need some cooperation from uh, you know Virginia officials, D.C. and Maryland, I mean, all around. Uh, and he doesn't need that much. Like he doesn't need their money to build a stadium or for, for anything. But regulatory approvals in general, goodwill means a lot. So it, it, it doesn't help uh, Bezos for this thing to be put on pause. There'll be a lot of people unhappy with him, uh, in addition to Dan Snyder. No one's going to hate him like Dan Snyder does, because I think Dan Snyder hates uh, – uh, that man more than anyone else on the planet. Um, and it amuses me to no end that he hates him because he owns uh, a company that writes the truth about him, um, which is hilarious. Right. Uh, so long story, short story is he's not helpful, but he doesn't need any money. So it's not as damaging as it might otherwise. But that pause is not indefinite. They, uh, when yeah. I was listening, it said a few months or whatever. Yeah. So if it comes in a few months, I don't think he gets hurt at all. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you, as long as you eventually deliver on uh, what you promised and the number of jobs, uh, I mean, that, you don't even have to hit that total number. People always overestimate how many jobs these things will create. But if you're creating some and you finish, you know, the project, taking a pause for a little bit to reassess exactly what your needs are and how big it needs to be and all of that, uh, that's but not a killer. I want you both to know that I've put my quest to bench press 225 on pause. I'm not saying it'll never yeah. happen, Brian, <laughs> but I've, I have put it on pause. I'm just saying. Yeah, all right? I got you. All right. Ben, I'm thank you for back. the time, man. Always appreciate you, brother. All right. Take it easy. All right, bro. That's our guy, Ben White. He benches 225, no problem. Now, I'd like to discuss something different, something that's not on pause, something that's wide open right now. The Cloakroom, nominated multiple times for best overall gentlemen's club in the country, and it just got even better. Located at 5th and K Northwest, Cloakroom is the first gentlemen's club in the United States to have a sports book. You can place wagers at traditional betting windows or kiosks while you're enjoying the entertainment. If you're not into that, take the elevator up to the beautiful year-round climate-controlled sports book and lounge called Over Under. State-of-the-art retractable roof with TVs showing all the games. You know what's happening right now, Brian? Syracuse has a small lead over Wake Forest in the ACC tournament. Uh. If you're looking at 
What the hell is Davidson in? The AAA? I don't even remember. What, what conference is that? Davidson is beating the hell out of St. Bonaventure. That might be Conference USA or the All-American Conference. College Hoops is here. It is March. It is March Madness. Go to Over Under. Watch the games. Bet on the games. Drink transfusions and enjoy yourself. Trust me. Check them out. CloakroomDC.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.